that stretch, huh? Yeah! Oh! Welcome to chapter 162 of Anecdotes of an Angelic Albino. How are we all doing? Hope you guys have had a good week. That one was sent in by Piper. Love that. Keep them coming in. It's been a big week. Uh, not for me. Not for anyone in Victoria. Um, pretty much. Like, dude, the, the, the checkout girl at the supermarket last night, obviously we're talking, but she's behind the screen. We've both got our masks on and stuff. She's like, so, what are your plans for this evening? And I was just like, um, well, there's a curfew now uh, at 8 p.m. What do you want me to say? And I was like, I don't know, might watch a movie. She's like, oh, okay, yep. And then I go, she goes, oh, so, you know, having some drinks, anything exciting happening? I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, I, I live with my girlfriend. And then she goes, oh, oh say no more. Oh, oh, you don't have to keep telling me, oh, say no more. I was like, I wasn't going to graphically de- describe our sex life. To you, you're a stranger who works at Woolworths, okay? You don't need to be like, oh, <laughs> don't need to hear about that. I wasn't going to be like, yeah, um, I think we're going to go home, 69, a little bit of butt play, and then I'll just get her to fucking peg me from behind. And then she was like, what did she expect I was going to say? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like people keep people keep wanting stuff out of me, you know? You speak to people. Like, I guess she's one of the actually the only other person I've spoken to this week in person. Actually, she's probably the only person other than Meg that I've actually spoken to in person. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And there was a weird conversation. She seemed nice, but, um, you know, anyway, uh, um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. It's been a big week. Not for me. It has been a big week for Ellen. Uh, obviously the talk show host in a bit of hot water for being a piece of shit, which is fair enough. And people keep going like, oh, she's going to lose her show. Hopefully she loses her show. It's like, it's not illegal to be a bad human. You know, I don't think she should lose her show. Just don't work for her. It's all her employees going, she's shitty to work with. It's like, cool. There's a bunch of bosses out there who are great to work with. You know, just because like some Maccas has a shitty manager or a shitty boss, you know, it doesn't mean just don't work at that Maccas anymore. It doesn't mean that the Maccas should, should shut down. It's only because she's famous. Everyone's like, cancel her. It's like, no, you can't cancel someone unless she's like actually said some proper bad shit, some like hate speech. You know, all the people are coming out about Alan. This is what's crazy. Now, I know that most people are like me and being like, yeah, it's not surprising. But there's some people, you know, you read about it online. There's always some people in the comments going like, geez, it's it's pretty surprising. You know, she seems so nice. Be kind to one another. And you're just like, really? Is it that much of a shock, mate? You've watched a woman for 20 years on television who thinks it's funny to scare people. And you don't think at any point of this, you've never thought, geez, she seems like a bit of a fucking psychopath. Dude, whenever she (laughs) scares someone, I'm just like, oh, what? That's not a good one, firstly. And... Like, I don't, I don't understand that part of it. That's always been the weirdest part about her to me. I don't care how she treats her employees, to be honest. I really don't give a shit. I don't work for her. Not my problem. But 
the way she always scares people, like she'll have Justin Bieber sitting there and they'll just be like talking. She'll be like, oh, how's your love life? And, you know, 40-year-old women are like, oh, tell me more, you know. Is Selena back in the picture? Oh, whatever. And then all of a sudden someone will just burst out of the table and Justin goes, ah. Oh! And then Ellen cacks herself laughing. She's like, <laughs> He had a normal human reaction to being startled. <laughs> what a knee slapper. Well done, Alan. And no one throughout any of this was like, I think she's a bit of a psycho. Really? What a shock that that person who thinks it's hilarious to scare genuine friends on her on live television, well, not live, but it's they still air it, right? They think... That person is a good person, but she gives to charity. No, she's rich, okay? And I'm pretty sure that it helps your tax. I actually think it does. Yeah, if you give to charity, uh, it's just less money you have to pay tax on. So, yeah. I'm not saying she hasn't done good shit. She's done heaps of good stuff. Her and Portia have done some awesome stuff for animals and stuff. There's a bunch of people who are assholes who have done good shit. Um... Exhibit A, hi, I'm Luke Kidgel. I've done good things before, but at the end of the day, I'm a bit of a smart ass and I don't have a filter, you know? But it's not that's not a shock to people. The, the reason why people are shocked is because she's been like, be kind to one another for 20 years and people bought that, right? But I've, I haven't done that I've right from the start. And that's I guess that's why I'm not as famous, rich, or as popular as Ellen because right from the start I've been like, Hey guys, I'm going to be real with you all. I don't have a filter and I say some pretty annoying stuff sometimes. Hope you're okay with that. And then in 20 years, no one's going to be like, oh man, turns out Luke Kidgel says some shit that he shouldn't occasionally. And everyone's going, what? Oh man, he's always been fucking great. No, I've always been the worst. So it's fine. I just, I think you just got to be honest with people. People appreciate it. Um, She's also kind of passive aggressive as well on the show in her monologues. She'll just do some weird shit. She'll like single out an audience member. It's just so weird. Like all of her challenges that she does with people are kind of mean. Like they they always end up either getting scared, getting cake in the face, or dropping into water off a platform, don't they? Like the games and they they're kind of like, they're all like weird games that fuck with people's minds and like make people anxious and nervous who play them. I don't know. There's just some psycho about it. She's always just gave me off vibes. Okay. You can only straddle a table so many times, you know, before you end up going crazy. And I think that's what happened to Alan. You know, she's a comedian. How weird is that? Like she was kind of like she was before she started the show. And then she did a new special lately, which was, um, I don't know fine if you like Alan um I don't really like shit talk other comedians that's why I just moved on there what I did was was me going I didn't I fucking hated it but it's that who who cares what I think right so it wasn't for me her special I tried I was like I wonder if Alan's good at comedy still I chucked it on and I went okay now I know and I did something else with my day but uh again it's just not for me I'm sure there's someone who did that with my special so you know that's fine. Um, anyway, so Ellen's in a bit of hot water. I love that when like, oh, she's in a bit of hot water. It's like, what, she's having a spa? Probably she's rich as fuck. Um, and it's been a bad week for cheapskates. So pretty bad week for myself. 
Uh, Virgin announced that Tiger Airways is no more. <sighs> How will I fly to Sydney for $50? Yes, that is right. One time I get a flight from Melbourne to Sydney for $49.99. No baggage. I went with me and my backpack and a dream and heaps of money in my pocket because I paid fuck all for the flight, which is good when you're going to Sydney because everything's really expensive. So the only way you can actually have fun in Sydney is if you only spend $50 on the flight there because otherwise you pretty much uh, got no money. So, um, yeah, man, I'm sad. I, I honestly, and I know I shit on it a lot, it's great to use as a punchline. I'm sad for multiple reasons about Tiger Airways. I guess the first reason was, yeah, it was a good punchline, okay? It was everyone knew it as the shit uh, aircraft carrier. What are they called? Airline. That's it. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> aircraft carrier. <laughs> like, they're a, like they're a Navy operation. <laughs> and going Delta 124 to Brisbane, flying domestically, when they just shoot off the tarmac in the middle of the sea and there's like someone going. Anyway, that's what they do in the movies. So... Uh, yeah, I'm disappointed for that reason. Comedically, Jetstar just won't hit as hard. Everyone knows it's shit. I mean, I personally think Jetstar's worse. Always have. I've been a massive advocate for that. Okay, everyone's on the Qantas train. Virgin, okay, I think I've done it before. There's, I will never be a Qantas guy. I, I'm not, I will never lose touch that much with society, okay? I'll always know what the price of milk is and I'll probably never fly Qantas unless I'm 50 and I want to watch Sky News for three hours on a shitty TV in front of me because that's all the Qantas is. But Virgin is kind of like the elite one for young, cool, hip people. They're like, yeah, I want a beer in the lounge before I head off and I want a great experience on a flight. That's why you fly Virgin. And also, I got a little bit of cash because it ain't cheap. Sometimes... It's actually more expensive than Qantas, I've found. And uh, Jetstar, I think, is the lowest of the low. But most people rate it just above Tiger, and then people rate Tiger the lowest. I've never had a bad experience with Tiger. I think I've got two ever flight delays with them, and I fly a lot. I think I fly last year. I didn't count, but I've, I've tried to add it up at the end of the year. I think I took something like 50 or 60 flights last year, and a lot of them were Tiger. And definitely, like, I think I got delayed once or twice. But with Jetstar, I got delayed maybe, like, six, seven, eight times. Jetstar's the worst. And the one time I got delayed with Tiger, it was just bad weather. I think all the planes were delayed. There's a bunch of people at the airport from all these different airlines. So, um, Tiger's good, man. People need to stop giving it a bad name. So, I'm devastated. I'm not going to be able to afford anything nice when I go to Sydney from now on because I'm going to have to go back to spending $150 on my flight. Ugh. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a sad day. I, I would like to share some of my favorite Tiger memories with you all. Um, I enjoy, uh, obviously, I don't, I'm a cheapskate, so I don't choose where I sit for an extra $3 on the plane. Um, I enjoy getting stuck next to someone sweaty, just a little bit sweaty, and they, and they smell, but you're... You just put up with it because you're not going to turn around. Like, you can't be, like, two hours into a flight, be like, hey, man, could you put on some deodorant? You can't really do that anyway. It's just feels rude. Uh, I love sitting there until the last person goes on board because I'm not a moron who pays $3 for Q-Jump. If you pay $3 to get on a plane 
and sit there while everyone else still has to board, you cannot be helped. There's people like that in society. Just figure it out because you've, you've got your priorities, your values even in life wrong. If you think it's cool to board a plane before others, you're weird. <laughs> That's it. People who even queue up, it, it's, it blows my mind. All right. Uh, flight, uh, you know, TR419 to Sydney is boarding now from gate 15. And you just see all these drones, like these robots get up to like, oh, I'm going to board now. And they like stand in line like, oh, beep, beep. And they all just file them one by one. And I'm just sitting back like, am I the only one here with a brain? Okay. I make money off telling jokes about my penis. I have a podcast. I shouldn't be the only one here with a brain. I should be the one here who doesn't have one. Yet there's always like five people like me who are like, why would I queue? Just wait till the end. And then it's way better because you have to be on the flight for less time. I know I've ranted about this before in the podcast, but it still blows my mind and nothing changes. People have not, we haven't adapted. People don't think it's bizarre. I think it's always making my life goal to be on the flight for as little time as possible. Isn't that the goal? Unless it's like you're flying business and the and that's good, but Tiger's only economy. I get it. If you want to be on the flight early for like a Qantas flight because you get a nice seat and you're like, ooh, I'll sneak in an extra 10-minute nap. If you're a businessman, totally get that. But, if you know, Tiger's fine, but I don't. I'm still trying to avoid being on the flight forever. And now the third reason why I'm sad is I don't want to feel safe while flying. That's it. It's weird. Like the thing about Tiger is you're like, oh, it could go down any second now. And it makes you feel alive. You know, you can feel your pulse radiating through your body. You don't even need to check it. You know, when you're on a Tiger flight, you're like, yep, I'm alive. We're still breathing. That's awesome. And then there's that little bit of relief when you hit the tarmac. You're like, (laughs) wow, another one successful. I'm one of the lucky few. Uh, So it's disappointing. I just... There's something about, I'm so realistic. I'm such a like a logical, like realistic person that I know. I like, I just think like it's it's insane to me to feel safe flying through a chair in the air. You shouldn't feel safe. If you feel comfortable, like that's what happens when you're on Qantas. You go, ah, it's like put on Madagascar and you're like, oh, if you have any poo, Throw it now. And you're like, <laughs> geez, these monkeys are funny. Ah, oh, the penguins, that's so good. Oh, the lemur, he's funny too. And you forget about all your problems. That's not what I want on a flight. I want to be sitting there. I want to feel the turbulence. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I am flying through the sky and this is unnatural. That's what I want to be feeling. I don't know, maybe I'm weird. I feel like that's just a normal thing. If you if you forget your kilometers, I don't know how high they are, but like what, 8,000 feet? I don't know what feet is, but like, you know, that's a lot of shoes. <laughs> that's a dumb joke. <laughs> 8,000 feet, that's 4,000 shoes. No, wait, 8,000 <laughs> shoes? <laughs> 4,000 pairs of shoes. Guys, I'm losing the fucking plot here, but I'll do that segment later. Anyway, I want to feel comfortable. Sorry, I don't want to feel comfortable. I want to feel like ready, you know? 
I'm the type of guy who vaguely pays attention to the emergency thing at the start because, you know, I'm like, oh, here we go. Could be any time now. You know, I'm going to have to help vacate this place. We are on a Tiger flight. So, yeah, I'm going to miss Tiger for those reasons. I feel too safe on Virgin. Jetstar is more... Oh, that was a big hiccup. I think I had a seizure. God damn, I was like... (gasps) But it was all internal. Um, I think my body just collapsed and then just came up again. So, yeah, that's it. I'm sad. The Tiger is no more, but I, I do think it might be temporary. They said only for now. They've just had to stop it because they're losing heaps of money because there's not enough demand, obviously, for flights at the moment because all the borders are closed. So hopefully we come back. Until then, though, Jetstar will be the new punchline. Uh, it's not as good, Jetstar. The customer service is trash. The prices aren't as good, and the service is just a shit. And that's disappointing. I love going on Tiger and not getting a meal, you know? It makes you appreciate airport food more. There's always positives, you know? People go, oh, you don't get a meal, you don't get this. I'm like, yes, but you appreciate the dog shit cafe uh, at the Coolangatta Airport when you arrive. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um, Anyway, guys, anyway, what does that saying even mean, swings and roundabouts? It means like, I know when to use it, but it's I don't really understand the saying... I'm going to look that up. Swings and roundabouts. It's like, oh, well, Jeff and Big Spaghetti Nova Drive. You know, you could pretty much say anything. Um, if you say that in a situation is swings and roundabouts, you means that there are as many gains as there are losses. But I don't really understand the, why. This expression derives from a poem by a guy... Oh, okay, it's just a poem. Right, okay, interesting. You know, I could pretty much say anything because those, to me, swings and roundabouts have nothing in common. If you want to be like, oh, well, you know, shavers and elephants, and the people are like, yeah, <laughs> oath, and they just walk off. You could just say anything at this point in Australia and people will just think it's slang, you know. Oh, books and cream. You're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yep. And people will just like kind of get what you mean, but <clears throat> also not question you. Oh, well, pillows and dairy. You're like, what? what? You're like, yeah. All right. See you, mate. And then you just walk away. <laughs> anyway, guys, <clears throat> How, this is what I mean. I'm disrespectful. You know, if Ellen doesn't do that on air, if she went <clears throat> in the middle of a segment, everyone would be like, wow, she's kind of a pig. And now, and, it, and now the shit came out. Everyone would have been like, yeah, what do you expect? Like, that's what came out when, um, you know, when people are like, I love that. When it comes out when like someone's a dick, like, oh, turns out Thingo is a bit of a dick. And everyone's like, yeah, that's like their whole career. Like if it came out that, I don't know, like, uh, who's someone like Bill Burr, right? Like he's a, he, one of my favorite comedians, right? He's so funny. I uh, always been one of my favorite comics. He's like angry on stage and he like, he rants about stuff and that's it. Like he's on stage persona, and even he's kind of like that on podcasts. That's just him. If someone came out and was like, man, Bill Burr was a dick to me, I'd be like, fuck, that's, I'm so jealous. You got the full Bill Burr experience, you know? That's just what what his vibe is. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, maybe that's the new thing. I think that's where we need to go moving forward is honesty is key. That's all people want now is transparency, and people forgive you because we're all human. 
Like I make mistakes all the time. I say some shit I regret. You know, that shit I did about the gym a couple of weeks ago. That wasn't cool. I admitted it, right? It was a pretty bad way to handle the situation. I feel like I'm still figuring shit out on here. But uh, yeah, everyone has this expectation that celebrities are just like perfect and all this stuff. And fair enough. She's she's a bitch, Ellen, right? She probably is. There's been a lot of stuff that's come out. It all sounds pretty true. Uh, but that's, you know... Who cares? And at the end of the day, just don't fucking be mates with her. Um, I don't know. It's just, it just shits me when people like go, oh, they don't need to be better. And it's like, okay, you should try and be the best person of yourself. But some people are still figuring out. I'm not really, actually, it's probably a bad example. She's, she should be better. She's been doing it for a long time. You shouldn't treat people like that. I'm just saying, I'm just kind of now applying it to me. Because that's what this podcast is about, guys. It's all about me. So even if we talk about something topical, it it's going to come back around to me eventually because I'm the star here, okay? I am the reason why you're all here. I am the star power. I am everything about this podcast, literally. <laughs> without me, this podcast wouldn't exist. Or without Reese, who edits this. Does a great job. Uh, so, and also... Probably a good time to plug the Patreon. Guys, if you aren't on Patreon, uh, that is the only reason why this podcast exists. Yes, it is. Uh, I did, didn't have time to edit anymore. And uh, thanks to the people on Patreon, I could afford uh, to pay, um, yeah, Reese to do it, uh, to someone else to do it. Uh, and he runs all this, a lot of the social media for it and stuff. And uh, does an awesome work. If you haven't checked out the Luke Kidgel podcast channel, if you're an audio listener, Go check it out uh, because there's a bunch of clips that aren't from this podcast on there as well. There's like uh, clips from guest episodes. There's some clips from the Patreon only Luke and Meg podcast. And uh, yeah, he does a sick job running this channel. So woohoo! Shout out to Reese and uh, shout out to everyone on Patreon who supports this podcast because it's the only reason. There's like 180 people on there and we should all be thanking those people because they are literally the only reason why you guys get to hear this Okay, otherwise the world would not get to hear my thoughts, which would be a tragedy for the world. <laughs> um, anyway, <clears throat> yeah, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, I say some shit I regret, man. I was, yeah, I was about to bring this up. I was definitely too mean on the most recent Bachelor episode. I went back and edited one thing I set out because I was like, I watched it back and I was like, oh, that wasn't cool. Like it was a joke. No, that's why I edited it out because it wasn't a joke. Usually when I like say something like in particularly in those bachelor videos where I'm like shitting on the people on the show, I I say it in jest and it's obvious that I'm joking. There's one bit where I was talking about Kira, who's one of the girls. And I want to make this very clear. The reason why I cut it out is because I genuinely think this, right? I, uh, she was just being really unlikable on the show. She was being disrespectful to other people. And I know that they get shafted with the edits, but you can't unsay, like, you can't blame all the things she was saying on the show on the edit because she was just saying some horrible shit to the camera and it was unedited, right? So um, I was like, yeah, I, I, I made some joke where I was like, I was being her in the bit and I was like, I'm a sack of shit. I'm disrespectful. I'm unlikable. And, I was, and it was funny. Like, it was a good bit in the moment and then I put it in the video and then I uploaded it and uh, I got one comment. And it, it made me realize that I'm thankful for the person who commented this. Uh, they were like, wow, this seems more mean than funny. And I was like, oh, really? 
And I watched it back and I was like, oh, fuck, they are correct. <laughs> I was like, this is a human being and I've blatantly called them a sack of shit. So I went and on the YouTube editor and actually cut out that one joke because it just, that's not what I want my channel to be. I don't actually want the people on this show to like, you know, be like, oh my God, am I, like I don't, she may not be a great person or wasn't being a good person on the show, but it's definitely not my place to call her a sack of shit. So yeah, I say some stuff I shouldn't say all the time, but the only way you can get better is now I know, I'm kind of glad, you know, that stuff happens because you're like, okay, now I know where the line is. And it's, you know, some, a lot of people watch that. It already had, you know, 5,000 bunch of views before that. Clearly not many other people thought it was over the line. Maybe, you know, not, people didn't even, wouldn't have even noticed because she was being unlikable, but it was more just a personal thing for me where I was like, oh, I, that just didn't sit right with me. I want to be better than that. You know, I like, I'm all for like hanging shit on people. I love roast jokes. That's like the reason why I do YouTube is like always been my favorite thing in comedy is just roasting people. I love the Comedy Central roast. It was always like fascinating to me. And I was always writing roast jokes like about different things and people and just shitting on things. But it's only funny if you're joking. <laughs> and I wasn't really joking. I was, I actually, I for real thought that. And that, that's mean. So, um, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I feel like that that's one thing is actually really good about this whole COVID thing is I'm really like taking a step back and not only am I like, oh, I want to, I'm looking at like how I want my content to be and how I can make it more efficient. Stuff like that business-wise has been great. It's given me a chance to, I've stopped stand up. So I'm like not as busy and I'm like, okay, how can I make this area of all my business and stuff more efficient? But it's also like, been great. I don't know about you guys. You guys probably done the same thing. You kind of look at your life a little bit. I know it sounds really big, but I was like, you look at your life and you're like, okay, what are with me? I'm like, what do I want to be projecting? Cause like, I don't want to be like a guy who's like blatantly bullying people, but at the same time, I'm a comedian. And I also like, don't want to be dishonest. Like people like Alan, like pretending to be something they're not. I am a bit of a dick. And you can kind of tell, like, I'm a, I'm a likable dick. And I float the line between, like, oh, he's, that's pretty rude to, ah, nah, he's a good bloke. <laughs> and that's kind of the, and I like that, because that is kind of me as a person. Like, if you meet me in person, I'm usually delightful, unless someone has wronged me in the last three hours. In that case, hey, I might take it out on you. <laughs> no, I, I would never take it out on the thing. That's the thing. I just, I feel like I've been looking at, like, okay, how do I want, what do I want to be projecting here? And I've been trying to find this line and I guess this like uh, way of going about it, which is like, say whatever you want, but like to a point, like the rule I have when filming is you know, like you just say whatever you want. Lewis and I have this rule when whenever we film like a terrible TV for his thing or a bachelor video of mine or whatever with Meg and stuff, we just have a rule where you like say the first thing that comes to your brain and even if it's fucked up, doesn't matter. We just won't put it in. And I cut out so much fucking horrible shit. I say it all the time. Because when you watch like a reality TV show, I think that's the appeal of why people enjoy watching Meg and I watch it. It's because everyone thinks horrible shit. That's why people watch it. No one watches reality TV to like, you know, actually watch it. You watch it to feel better about yourself. You're like, Haha, look at these morons. I wouldn't be that stupid. 
but like in that situation, you 100% would. You know, that's me every time I watch it. I'm like, oh, these guys are coming off like dicks and I'd be on the show. And they could either paint me as the legend or the moron. I'd be like Tim off The Bachelor. Started out as a lovable larrikin and then he said one thing that he shouldn't have and everyone just was like, oh, he's a bit of a dick. You know, <laughs> that's what the media did with him. Uh, I feel like I'd be like that. I'd say one thing that was just like uncalled for because I don't control the edit. <laughs> I just come off looking like an asshole because that's always been my thing. I have no filter. Usually the filter is me in the edit. In person, I'm just like, <laughs> sometimes it shows. I'll just say something fucking horrible. <laughs> and then the crowd will be like, Jesus. <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh yeah, that wasn't cool. And then, then we just move on. <laughs> People have probably been to a show where I've done something like that. I'll just like take a thing way too far. And then like I've, I've even been at a show before where I've said something like pretty fucked up. And even Lewis, who's side of stage, has been like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we're back. Apologies for that. Um, yeah. So I'm just, you know, trying to have a have a think about like, what, you know, what, what do I want to get out there? And I definitely just want to. I think that's it. I think my thing is like, I just, I'm okay with being a dick if it's really funny is my point. <laughs> and like, sometimes you just watch a bit and you're like, oh, that felt more mean than funny. And that's kind of the line I want to float on now. So anyway, it's been good kind of having a little bit of time. And I think the only reason why that made the edit is because I was rushing it that day. I was really trying to get a video up that night. And I think I just like, when I watched it back, I was just half watching it. And I was like, and then usually that one wouldn't sneak through. I'd be like, oh, that felt a bit mean i'll just cut that out there's no reason for that to be in the video because otherwise it's not even fun to watch if it's just meg and i bullying people you're like oh this doesn't feel good um so yeah i just want my shit to be fun and that sometimes yeah it's just really frustrating watching those shows i think that's what people don't realize it's like whenever we're being a dick it's because we've sat there for an hour straight watching morons speak to each other and it's like everyone when you watch those shows you just end up abusing the tv just like, oh my God, this character's an idiot. What is this person doing? But you can't put that in the video because it just makes us look fucking mean. <laughs> but yet that's what everyone does while watching those TV shows. So we just have to like really be like, okay, let's not be mean. <laughs> um, so yeah, what else has been happening with me? Man, I've been, I've been kind of trying to get into a little bit of a, more of a routine. I'm definitely... My motivation on YouTube has been like pretty good lately. It's definitely hard to find motivation. I feel like a lot of people are struggling with that, with working from home. And, you know, it's just like one of those things where unless you have a really clear goal, which I did not at the start of isolation at all, because I was still like thinking this is short term, shows will be back soon. Now I've kind of just been like, okay, my goal is, you know, what my true goal is in life is I want to be able to eat out every night. I want to never have to cook again. You know, I want to be able to afford to like, and I'm talking like eating shitty, like getting pizza every night. I'm being like, wouldn't it just be great to just order food every night and just have that kind of cash flow? Oh, that's, I think that's my life goal. It's just like, what are we having tonight? Thai and just Uber Eats. I know there's people that do that and that's crazy, but I'm just, I don't have that cash, man. I can't be paying six bucks for delivery every night. You know, I gotta, and also cooking is kind of good as well. It's you eat healthier, 
But man, I think that's my life goal. But my, my goal at the moment is just like not having a normal job. Is like trying to make online a job. It was always 50% of my job. And then when your income gets, let's be honest, let's be, like I always say it's half, half. It, stand up was 70% of my money, 100%. So now I'm working with like the thing that was making me like maybe 30% of my money. You don't make that much of online shit. And that's including Patreon and stuff, right? So, and merch and stuff. But now I'm really trying to like make that 30%. It's now 100% of my income. So I'm like, all right, how do we jack this up? And uh, so I don't have to get a real job because then the content will stop because uh, I'll be busy. So yeah, that's been the goal and it's going well so far. I've definitely picked it up on YouTube a little bit and uh, yeah, I've been uploading regularly and it's cool to see who would have thought guys that uploading consistent content every week would make people interested in it. That's what a shock. <laughs> so um, yeah, I've been trying harder, as I said a couple of weeks ago, and it's paying off, which is cool to see. So thank you to everyone who's been watching and uh, yeah, it's going to keep coming. Now, that doesn't mean I've lost the plot though. Just because I have a really clear focused goal in my professional life, it doesn't mean personally that I'm okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I have it all together behind the scenes because it's far from that. I uh, got my computer this week. Uh, the one I was talking about was it last week or two weeks ago that I bought and uh, it's great. All came and I uh, needed a mouse pad. I was like, was, it was, you know, it's no good on the table. The mouse moves too fast. And you end up quickly scrolling over things, right? So I was looking online for custom mouse pads. You may have seen this on my social media, but I purchased a custom Jar Jar Binks Mona Lisa parody mouse pad. Now I saw this on Etsy.com or some American website. Then they didn't ship to Australia and I couldn't find it anywhere but I'm a genius. Lucky your boy's a thinker and he's got a big old brain. And I went, you know what? I'm not going to take no for an answer here. I've already made it up in my mind that I want a Jar Jar Binks mouse pad. Okay. I want to look down at my hand on the key, like on the mouse pad every day on the mouse and just be like, oh, miss, I hate myself. You know, I was like, what's the shittest thing that I could just look at every day for like eight hours while I sit here and edit. And it's Jar Jar Binks' head as the Mona Lisa. So I was like, I have to have it. It's a must. So I'm a Star Wars fan as well. He's my least favorite character by far. So I was like, no better person to chuck on my mouse pad. So I got on a, found a website that does custom mouse pads. Ended up finding, I searched Jar Jar Binks lol on go, oh, oh, cut that out, Reese, on Duck Duck Go. <laughs> We don't say the G word here, and I was joking, okay? Obviously searched it on DuckDuckGo, and, um, <laughs> and yeah, I found it, and I made a custom, and it was $7 cheaper than the one from America with free shipping. So I absolutely destroyed that. It came, I'll show you guys, okay? Look at this, huh? I'm stoked with this. This is the best thing that's happened all week. Jar Jar Binks mouse pad as the Mona Lisa. Da, 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 da. He's lost the plot. He's lost the plot. Yeah, la, 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 la. Luke's lost the plot. Oh, that should be a segment, actually, where I just update you guys on all the fucking weird shit I've done. And 
It shouldn't, you know, the song she's got the look. I'm not actually going to use the backing track. I will make an opener for next week, but um, it's just going to be a cappella because I feel like that's more the vibe of losing the plot. You know, something like la 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 la. He's lost the plot. Looks lost the plot. Yeah. And it's me singing about myself in the third person, which is a true example of losing the plot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just wanted to show you guys. I feel like this is more turned into show and tell than a podcast, but either way, it's great to have you here still. So, um, this is my new thing and I hope you guys like it. <laughs> um, what else has been happening? Oh, hang on. I'm just going to try and eat it back on my desk. Just bear with me. One, two, three. Oh. Good. Didn't knock anything off. Perfect. The perfect E8. Um, oh, yeah, man. You know what I realized this week? I realized I got adult problems. All my problems in my life are so boring. And, like, they come with a side of back pain and arthritis. Not physically. They just, they're all old people problems. Like, I just... I'm such a cool, young, hip guy, you know, even though I look 50, I'm still like one of the skiing young people. And I just bums me out sometimes when I'm like, man, the, I always go, what do I have to do today? And like anything career wise, I'm like, that's fine. I like doing that. You know, it's like, oh, I've got to edit a video, make a video, film a podcast. Great. That's like the highlight of my day. Usually, you know, you're watching the best part of my day right now. Okay. And it's going the fuck off. Woohoo. It's great to be here. Now, my other problems are just like, oh, it's my, the shit that like my parents used to have to worry about, but also never really concerned me. So I didn't give it any thought. Like my recycle bin is just filling up and it's not midnight for another week and a half. And it's almost half full because we're getting so many deliveries this week. You know, I've got my new computer, which came in a box inside a box. It was like a babushka iMac. I was like, this is ridiculous, right? So it came with a bunch of cardboard. I spent my whole life out on the driveway now just just ripping up paper, like cardboard, and trying to fit it in my bin. Generally, times I do the squish where I'm just on top of my bin, like giving it CPR, just like, come on, get the fuck down, you know? I just, <laughs> I, I'm, just, ah, I know this podcast is, since I've moved out, it used to be like, man, I went out with my friends and, we, and like it was pretty relatable to people in high school. And now like, I know a lot of people who are younger than me listen to this podcast and I just, now I just talk about like, uh, fucking trying to recycle correctly. <laughs> I just feel like I've lost my edge, but you know, I appreciate you guys sticking around, but th this is my life now. I'm not going to hide who I am and who I am is trying to solve recycling issues in my house. And I'm absolutely back in the game, you know, for all the dads who listen to this podcast with their kids in the car. They were probably like, mate, I don't care about Tiger. I fly Virgin and Qantas. Shut up. But now I've got a recycling issue. They're like, oh, mate, tell me about it. My bin's fucked. So, yeah, I've got a bin problem. I was half full and I've got a week and a half to go. And to be honest, I'm not helping the case. All right. I've had a fun weekend this weekend. You know, we're in isolation Friday, Saturday night. I had some beers. You know, we recorded some content, had some beers. It was great. So there's a bunch of bottles in there now. There's like some cardboard that the beers come in. Um, there's all this, there's just so many boxes. I ordered like a new mouse, a keyboard. So they all come in boxes. Every day I'm getting something in the mail, which comes in a box. So every day I get more cardboard 
that I need to get rid of. There's merch boxes that I have to get rid of. And last week when I took the bin out, dude, it was full to the brim. I'd been, uh, yeah, given that bitch CPR all day, trying to press it down, and I could not physically fit anything more uh, in the bin. I'm just getting a phone call. Sorry, guys. Just had a phone call there, and I broke the rules. My only rule in this podcast is have a... Oh, there's two rules. Have a bloody great time and put your phone in airplane mode. And I bloody broke one of the rules. I was having a bloody great time, but I didn't have my phone in airplane mode. And uh, I can't help that I'm so goddamn popular all the time. So that's... I'm sorry about that, guys. I'm really popular, and I get calls a lot. I'm just so well-loved by people around me. It's fucking annoying. I wish I was just... I'm more like Ellen. People hated me, but I can't help it. I'm charismatic and um, people want to chat to me. Anyway, it's not a big deal. So uh, <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh, talking about pressing down my bin. I, obviously, I've got weed issues in my backyard. I reckon I've absolutely hit that on the head last weekend. I'm not seeing much movement out there. Just a quick update. I did uh, rain some poison down on those bad boys and... They have not come back. And it's been a lot of rain this week. They've had everything on their side. Weather, all right, obviously not the poison. That was definitely one point to Luke. But everything else they've had on their side to the point where I thought some of the rain would wash away the poison as it was really settling in. But I think it seems to have done its job and I'm pretty stoked to, I I don't want to call it too early, but a tentative win on the weed war. But I'll... Definitely, I'll let you guys know properly when I realize I have one. I feel like, because, you know, I feel like currently like in the movie, like I'm the bad guy where I'm doing a big victory speech. And if I hadn't have done the speech and just finished it, I would have won. And then right at the last minute, I worry a weed is going to just come back because I'm absolutely the bad guy in the situation. You know, I'm the villain. I'm the one using poison. They're just trying to grow in my garden and have a good time. Although they are pests. So who knows? Anyway, I just don't want to call an early victory and then next week comes crying back on this podcast where I'm like, my weeds are back. But yeah, I've got so many adult problems. Like the vacuum in the house, it's just like, you know, it's it's hard to know when to vacuum because the carpet's dark. It's like sometimes I'll realize I'll go for a week, you know, and not vacuum a common area, a highly frequented area like the living room. And then I go do it in a week and I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. I see how much shit was on the floor. And I'm like, ah, God, Luke, get your life together, you know? Spent a lot of time doing Bachelor videos and I'm walking around on filth. So it's just a lot of adult problems at the moment. But I'm working my way through them and I'm doing my darn best. And, you know, there's just some relatable stuff for anyone living at home. Uh, Oh, no, sorry, anyone living out of home. And, um, oh, this is the saddest thing that's happened, okay? Just to wrap up the podcast on a really sad note, the the only reason why I knew around what date it was the other day was because of the use-by expiry date on the milk. (laughs) My brother goes to me, we're playing PlayStation the other night. He's like, what's the date? And I'm like, ah, so I think it's almost the 12th of August. I think that's coming up to the 12th. And he goes, what? What do you mean? I'm like, it's, it must be like early to mid-August at the moment. And he goes, Why, how do you know that? I'm like, well, the, there's not much milk left and it expires on the 12th. So it's either I'm drinking fucked milk or it's early to mid-August. And sure enough, he goes, oh, it's the 8th. I'm like, told you. 
I mean, I didn't tell him the exact date, but I was pretty close. I was spot on. And that's when I realized like, wow, I don't have a lot going on. Like I don't have any deadlines, any commitments. Like back in the day, you know, pre-COVID when people were just chilling, I had a bunch of stuff on. I was like, oh, on this date, I'm doing this. And then the next day I'm doing this. And I'd be like, oh, it's the 25th. No, that's that's next week because I'm doing this on the 25th. And now I'm like, oh, I've got to throw out my milk on the 12th. <laughs> and that's like the interesting part of my week where I'm like, oh, <laughs> I need to go buy some new milk so I can uh, not discuss my sex life with a Woolworths employee. That's great. Woohoo. Oh, yeah. So that's exciting. And that's about it. That's what I'm doing. And I wish I had more to tell you guys, but I don't. So I actually I literally had one more thing to tell you guys. Did I write it down? Um, no, that's it. Huh. It's <laughs> just a bit of a sad way to win, wasn't it? Anyway, guys, hope you guys have had an awesome week. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Uh, yeah, if you want to support this podcast and keep it going uh, and support the work that Reese does, uh, get on the Patreon um, so I can pay him some more goddamn money, all right? Because he does it for uh, a very reasonable price and I would like to change that. So um, yeah, help me uh, support Reese. You know, I think that's the best part of what I do is just, uh, we do it on Luke and Lewis as well. We just offset all of our financial problems onto you guys and kind of let you guys just figure it out. So I really appreciate that, you guys handling my finances. And um, yeah, I'll just keep chilling, buying mouse pads and IMAX. And um, you guys just keep sorting out my problems. So that'd be great. <laughs> and I'll, like, because you know what? If you guys figure that out, because that is an issue, I'm like, oh, I need to make more money so I can pay Reese more because he does really good work. You know, I've been thinking about that lately. And, um, and then he's going to be listening to this going, fuck yeah, thank God, about time, right? And the, but the problem is I'm spending too much goddamn time on my bins, you know? I'm trying to press my bin down so I can fit all my shit in it. And uh, yeah, so if, I'll focus on the bins, right? So guys, we're just assigned jobs for the week. I'll try and do some vacuuming. Um, I'll try and get a bunch of shit in my bin. And if you guys just f- figure out all my financial problems by supporting me on Patreon... Then we'll come back and we'll regroup next week and we'll be like, oh, let's let's do it. So um, yeah, you guys figure that out. I'll do my shit. I'll hold up my end of the deal. You guys hold up your end. Support me on Patreon and we have a deal. Great, awesome. Have a good week, guys. Thank you very much for listening, as always. And I really appreciate those people who uh, send me emails, uh, interact with the show, and also. Um, people who recommend it to others. I always get messages like, oh, my friend told me to listen and now I really like it. So uh, yeah, tell a friend if you think they might like it, then you can have something to talk about with him. You can be like, oh, have you held up your end of the financial deal? Have you supported him on Patreon? I haven't. No, well, we both should. Because Luke is going to fucking get on top of his bins this week. So that's the least we could do. <laughs> Thank you all very much for listening. I'll speak to you all next Monday. Bye. Bye.